Vitaly Krasov has requested a trade from the New York Rangers, and no, this is not a rerun of Locked On New York Rangers, but we're going to be discussing all the latest of the ongoing and seemingly never-ending Vitaly Krasov saga, you know, how likely it is that he'll be traded, and uh, why there is plenty of blame to go around as it pertains to how we've gotten to this point between Vitaly Krasov and the New York Rangers. <laughs> Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 771 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And yes, once again, Vitaly Krasov has requested a trade from the New York Rangers. Uh, this comes on the heels of his latest healthy scratching, which occurred in the Rangers' most recent game, a win against the Carolina Hurricanes. Kravtsov had played the game before that one against the Kraken, which was, of course, the first game coming out of the All-Star break. Uh, he did so after being a healthy scratch in four consecutive games. Gerard Gallant mentioning that he wanted to give the kid an opportunity. I thought Kravtsov played well enough against the Kraken. I mean, he didn't do anything earth-shattering, but uh, I thought for sure, you know, he did enough to stay in the lineup, and especially given the fact that, you know, the Rangers won that game handily, uh, I figured they wouldn't touch the lineup and they would just keep rolling with uh, the same lineup going forward. But of course, Kravtsov was scratched against the Canes in favor of Jake LeCision, so the trade request comes in, you know, pretty much right after that, and there is a lot to unpack here. Uh, first of all, as far as like me personally and where I'm at with this whole situation, I'm ready for a trade of Vitaly Krasov to happen. I've kind of been ready for it. Uh, as we've talked about on here, I just can't see him being that big of a part of the Rangers' long-term future when you've got so many young players that need new contracts. You know, Going into this offseason, you've got Heedle, you've got Lafreniere, you've got Keandre Miller. Then in some seasons to come, uh, some very important players uh, as well. Braden Schneider, chief among them, also Capo Caco. So it's at the point where you know Krasov has, has fallen so far out of favor with this team and is so slipped so far down the pecking order that uh, I just don't see what his long-term future is. And honestly, we're getting to the point where I'm not too sure what his short-term future is with this team either. And, you know, I know there are going to be people out there, you know, you go on social media, there are, you know, certain fans of the Rangers and fans of Vitaly Krasov that will defend him to no end. And, you know, oh, he doesn't get enough ice time or the Rangers haven't developed him properly enough or the Rangers need to get better in general at developing their forwards. All those things are true to some extent. Um, but... For all the, the Kravtsov supporters and the people that just want to see this guy plugged into a top six role and just left there and, you know, take his lumps and, and go into the playoffs with Vitaly Kravtsov playing in a top six role for the New York Rangers, the truth is he just hasn't really been all that good for this team. You know, not every player that you draft, even players that you draft high, are going to turn into, you know, pillars of the franchise, building blocks for the franchise, superstar players. It, it's not going to happen with every single player. Not every player who is... 23 or younger is going to be a superstar for this team and end up staying here for 15 years. It's just not going to happen. We've talked about that in the past. There's always difficult decisions to make when it comes to who you hang on to, who you build around, and who you know you eventually either trade or let walk or whatever the case might be. But you know, for Krausoff at this point, between this season and between what he did two years ago with the New York Rangers, he has now played in 48 career NHL games. Five goals, five assists, so he's got 10 points in 48 games. Uh, he's an even plus minus average 11.50 of ice time, 11 minutes and 50 seconds, uh, 14 block shots and 18 hits. So these are not the numbers that 
are the work of a, a superstar player. And I understand, yes, there's times where I think they could use him a little bit better. They give him a little bit more of an opportunity. Um, but, you know, he's had his chances as well because when Kravtsov has played this season, and he's played in 28 games this year, he played 20 games two years ago, uh, a lot of that has occurred on the Artemi Panarin line. There's been a lot of times this season where he's in the lineup and he's out there with Panarin and usually Trocek on that second line there. Now, I realize there are times where he tends to get demoted as the game progresses, probably a little bit more than he should. And there's times where, you know, situational hockey, it'll be late in the game. The Rangers will all be, be up by a goal, excuse me. And they'll want, you know, Goodrow in that spot or they'll want VZ in that spot, you know, defensively responsible forward. And, and that's fine. Um, so, so I get that, you know, certain fans say, well, you know, you got to leave him there for the whole game. There's times where I, I just don't think that's possible. And another point that I'll make here, you know, all the time that he spent with Artemi Panarin on the ice, we have seen everybody, pretty much everybody that's been Panarin's line mate since Panarin got here, right up to current day here, you know, guys who are established players in this league, all the way to guys that can barely get into the lineup. Everybody that's played with Artemi Panarin on that second line has gotten what I refer to as the Panarin bump. You can look at uh, somebody like Ryan Strom putting up career numbers. Uh, you know, Vincent Trocek, him and Panarin are figuring it out this year for sure. Uh, you know, guys like Jesper Foss in the past, guys like, you know, Colin Blackwell, uh, Barclay Goodrow has put up some points when he's played with Panarin. You know, the list goes on and on here. That's just a couple off the top of my head. Everybody seems to get an uptick in production except for Vitaly Kravtsov. And again, we can talk about, you know, usage and, well, he doesn't get to finish the game there. Bottom line, he's had some chances with Artemi Panarin this season, and Panarin seems to have a way of making just about everybody better, and he has not really been able to do that with Vitaly Kravtsov, uh, at least to this point. You know, a couple of moments here and there, but, uh, you know, the points have not added up for Kravtsov, and Kravtsov, not a good enough defensive player for it to be worth it to have him in a prominent role on this team if he's not producing some offense. Kravtsov's in there for offense. He's not in there to kill penalties, uh, bone-jarring hits, anything along those lines. Um, so if he's not creating offense, then he's not really adding a lot of value uh, to your team. And for everybody that you know, feels sorry for Krasov. And I mean, I guess I do too, to at least some extent, because, you know, it just hasn't worked out for him here. He's obviously had some bad luck with some injuries earlier this season. So, you know, I, I get it to an extent. Um, but please remember that Krasov has essentially quit on this team twice. And that's not even including this most recent trade request, because at least right now, you know, he's still at practice. Um, but he didn't want to play in the minors anymore. He was on the Hartford Wolfpack. He used his opt-out clause to go back, play in the KHL, left the team. Uh, he didn't want to start last season in the minors. He was told uh, after training camp that he had not made the team and that he would be starting with the Hartford Wolfpack. He immediately bails once again, goes back to the KHL. And what's so crazy about that situation to me is the Rangers had an injury, you know, a game or two into that season. He very likely would have been almost immediately recalled to the New York Rangers, but by then it was too late. He had left. Uh, and, you know, Gerard Gallant personally called Vitaly Krausov to try to get him to come back and uh, change his mind, talk him back into, you know, being part of this Ranger organization. And, and Krausov, you know, didn't take the bait, whatever you want to call it. He, he didn't want to come back to the Rangers. Uh, he, he was content being over there in the KHL. So, again, for everybody that, that so, you know, viciously or whatever the word is, defends Vitaly Kravtsov, please keep in mind, uh, he has quit on the team twice. That's not really up for debate. That's not really 
uh, you know, any kind of shades of gray or anything like that. It's a very black and white situation. He twice has left the Ranger organization high and dry. Now, I will acknowledge that the Rangers could have handled things better on their end. We're going to have more on that in just a second because I am going to, you know, make a couple of points in Kravtsov's favor, uh, you know, as far as what the Rangers could have done to make things better for him, give him more of a chance, and, and avoid the situation that we currently find ourselves in here. But, you know, another point that I want to make here is, has anyone this season, the people that defend Krausaw so much, has anyone really seen greatness? Has anyone really seen a guy that, oh, yeah, I can see why the Rangers drafted him, the number nine overall pick? I really haven't. I mean, there's tiny little flashes here and there. You know, I, I think he's a, a very good puck handler. The problem there, you know, I always compliment his puck handling ability. One of the issues there right now, though, is I feel like other teams— it's fairly easy for them to knock him off of the puck. So yeah, Krasov has that skill, and, and that's something that's you know part of his uh, his repertoire. But you know, it it kind of goes to waste if it's easy to separate you from the puck. You know, you look at Capo Caco and you look at his puck handling skills and how he's able to uh, you know shield the puck, maintain possession for pretty much as long as he wants. Krasov's not able to do things like that, and maybe that'll come in time when Krasov you know adds a little muscle, becomes a little bit stronger, develops a little bit more. Uh, that's all possible. But for the time being, yeah, great puck handler, but he can't hang onto the puck for that long. You know, guys are able to separate him uh, from it with you know relative ease. So again, little flashes here and there, but I just have not seen what I would call greatness uh, from Vitaly Kravtsov. You wouldn't watch him playing in these hockey games and think like, oh yeah, first round pick, top 10 overall pick. I, I wouldn't at least. Maybe other people are seeing other things. I personally uh, have not seen that. Um, one aspect, and I mentioned this briefly just a second ago, that makes this situation, I guess, a little bit better than the last two times when Kravtsov has walked out on the Rangers is the very simple fact that he is at least still with the team. Uh, he practiced with them on Monday, and it's Tuesday morning as I'm recording this. I, I would imagine there'd be a practice or some sort of team activity today. Uh, so he's at least still there, but it has to be something of an awkward situation. You know, if there were teammates of Kravtsov's who maybe have not really gotten around the fact that, you know, once again, he, he walked down the team twice. Uh, this situation is not going to help anything because Krasov has publicly requested a trade. So it has to be a little bit weird, a little bit awkward. He's still with the team, still practicing and everything. I mean, who knows? Maybe it's Wednesday and Krasov is still a member of the Rangers and they put him back out there for another opportunity. I don't see that happening, especially after the trade request, but I suppose uh, stranger things have happened and it wouldn't be the first time that we've been surprised by a New York Ranger lineup decision. Um, but, you know, hopefully his teammates aren't taking it too personally. I, I would hope that maybe they can at least see the business side of the situation a, a little bit where Kravtsov wants a fresh start and they can uh, appreciate that a little bit. But uh, hopefully it's just not too awkward or too strange or too uncomfortable of a situation right now. I mean, the Rangers have good vibes right now. The Tarasenko trade, the winning streak, uh, you don't want anything to, to kind of derail that. But for what it's worth, you know, these were the line combinations. Might as well just throw this out there uh, on practice at Monday. It was pretty much uh, the way that they ended this most recent game. You had uh, Kreider, Zibanejad, Tarasenko left to right. Uh, second line, then Panarin, Trocek, VZ. Uh, the third line was the kid line, Lafreniere, Hedl, and Kako. And the fourth line, uh, Lecision, Goudreau, Gautier, and Kravtsov. Uh, my understanding is Kravtsov was mix mixing in as the 13th forward. Uh, so again, at least he is still there, but... Yeah, just kind of a, a strange situation, and uh, one that hopefully we'll get some resolution to uh, at some point sooner rather than later. But I think it's entirely possible at this point that Krasov has played his final game as a New York Ranger. Going to keep everything rolling in just a second. I do want to, uh, you know, at least acknowledge the fact that the Rangers could have handled this situation a little bit better, and that you know Krasov 
even though he hasn't handled things great, uh, the Rangers haven't always treated him like, you know, that he's somebody that they believe in. You know, for somebody that they took number nine overall, uh, I think at times their treatment of him has left at least something to be desired. And I'll at least acknowledge some of the reasons why I can understand why Krasov at this point, uh, looking for a fresh start and looking for a trade. And we're going to do all that good stuff in just a second. But first, we got to let everybody know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scorers to threes drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, and uh, we just want to thank everybody, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And as I mentioned just a second ago, I do not believe the Rangers are blameless in this situation. It's pretty obvious that Chris Drury uh, was never a fan of that Vitaly Kravtsov pick. Uh, at the time, it was not his decision to make. Of course, back then, Jeff Gorton was the general manager. Um, but Drury has made that abundantly clear through a couple of different you know, run-ins with Vitaly Krasov. There was a report that uh, Drury publicly admonished Vitaly Krasov, told him that he had quit on the team. That was back in 2019. There was apparently another incident uh, where Drury called out Krasov for not working hard enough, did that in full view of Krasov's teammates. Uh, that apparently happened during, you know, the bubble playoffs when the Rangers were briefly in the playoffs back in 2020, and uh, Krasov didn't play in any of those games but was invited uh, to be there at least. So, you know, Jury overall I think has done a really nice job as the Ranger GM. As I've said in the past, more hits than misses, but uh, his handling of Vitaly Krasov uh, has certainly left something to be desired at times and will not go down as one of his uh, bigger accomplishments. I also think, and we talked about this a second ago too, I also think it was really foolish, short-sighted, call it whatever you want to call it, uh, but just not the right thing for the Rangers to do uh, at the start of last season when they did not have Vitaly Krasov on the opening night roster and they sent him down to the minors. You've had some issues with this guy in the past, and it was so obvious that the Rangers were going to call him up in relatively short order that I don't understand why he just wasn't on the NHL roster to begin with because you're playing with fire here. And look, I understand that you can't like just cater to a player because well, he might throw a fit and leave the team. I, I get that. But, you know, the Rangers, they had every intention of him joining the NHL team, once again, in relatively short order. And what's crazy, again, is that, you know, two games into that season, very, very likely that Vitaly Krasov would have been recalled. Somebody got injured. I don't remember who it was. It was kind of, you know, a bottom six forward. Um, but very, very likely that Krasov would have been called right back up. And so another example here of nobody really handling anything very well. Uh, the Rangers, again, just not realizing that that could happen. If we send this guy down, we've had some issues with him before. Uh, it's possible he could leave, and that's exactly what happened. For them to not see that when he was going to be called back up very soon anyway, definitely a little bit of a misstep by the Rangers. 
And Krasov, once again, I mean, I don't think it would have killed him to play one or two games with the Hartford Wolfpack and then eventually get called back up to the Rangers and, uh, you know, show what he can do uh, at the NHL level. But I will say, and I talked about this a second ago too, I'll at least acknowledge some of the reasons why I can understand why Krasov wants out. I mean, first and foremost, he's been healthy scratched in some situations in this season where I don't think he's really deserved it. Uh, a couple of different times, it's come after a win and a good win and a win in which Kravtsov uh, has played fairly well. You know, not that he's like getting a hat trick every night, of course, but, you know, played well enough and shown enough that I think he should be back out there. And I think this latest, uh, you know, back-to-back situation where Rangers beat the Kraken handily and Kravtsov plays and does fairly well. And then, you know, the next night he's benched for, or scratched rather, for Jake LeCision of all people who isn't exactly lighting up the NHL, either with the Knights or now with the Rangers. So I can understand the frustration, and I'm sure Krasov probably feels like, listen, I I can't get anything going here because I'm constantly looking over my shoulder. I'm constantly walking on eggshells. If I make one mistake, I'm going to be benched. If I make one mistake, I'm going to drop from the second line to the fourth line. If I make one mistake, I'm going to be healthy scratch for the next four games. So I can understand uh, Krasov, you know, feeling that way that, you know, he's kind of walking on eggshells right now and just, uh, you know, not having a chance to really put anything together. I mean, I'm sure he would like the opportunity to feel like he has at least some job security, some lineup security, and, you know, play an entire game on the same line or, you know, play back-to-back games or play three straight games if you really want to get crazy. So I can understand uh, all those things from from Krasov's end there. And he might feel the same way that I think a lot of us feel, uh, that this just is not working between himself and the New York Rangers. It's basically been one thing after another ever since he's been drafted. And again, plenty of blame to go around for everyone, but let's all be real here. And I've talked about this all season whenever it comes to Krasov. Does anyone think that Vitaly Krasov is a lifelong Ranger? I haven't felt that way since probably the first time that he walked out on the team, which at this point was four years ago, which is pretty crazy to think about. Uh, but that's where we're at here. So uh, I'm sure, you know, the Rangers... From their point of view, it's probably best if they can just get whatever they can get for him in a trade. Don't give him away, but get something uh, that you feel good enough about and then just kind of wash your hands of the situation. And for Kravtsov, you know, I'm sure he wants a fresh start with a different team. And I mean, hey, I, I don't really, he's not my favorite Ranger due to the the walkouts on the team a couple of times, but um, you know, I wouldn't wish any ill will on him. If the Rangers are able to trade him to a Western Conference team, then I hope he gets the fresh start that he wants and I hope he develops into a solid NHL player. Um, so we'll see if, if all those things come to fruition. I think it's getting likelier and likelier uh, that Kravtsov will be dealt before the trade deadline. Something else that I'll say as well in uh, Kravtsov's uh, defense here, in his uh, in his favor, so to speak, I do think he's worked hard this year. You know, and that's something that Drury called him out for once again publicly. You know, a few years ago, I think he's worked hard. I think he's also been a better teammate this year. You know, that this recent trade request notwithstanding. And honestly, the trade request in and of itself does not make him a bad teammate. I just kind of wish, you know, I'm kind of old school. I think you just do what your coach says and, you know, you, you wait for your number to be called and you do everything you can uh, to help your team rather than looking for the exit. But again, as I said a minute ago, I can at least understand, you know, why he wants out. But as far as a couple examples of him working hard and being a better teammate, uh, I've talked about this before too, but uh, this happened quite a bit this season, you know, during training camp and even in the regular season during practice, he stays uh, after practice with Artemi Panarin and the two of them work on one-timers. You know, Panarin just feeds him the puck over and over again and uh, tries to set up, you know, crafts off and, you know, set him up for some one-timers. And the two of them converse quite a bit after practice. Uh, there was also a play this year where selfless kind of blue-collar play for Vitaly Kravtsov, 
Um, that's not really his MO, but there was a play where you know, the puck was loose in the corner in the offensive zone, and Krasov went flying after it, forechecking like a madman trying to get there first, and uh, just a nasty collision, got his head driven into the boards, had to leave that game. You know, Krasov couldn't catch a break early in the season as it pertained to injuries, and you know, just one example there, but, you know, doing everything he can, hustling, going to the dirty part, one of the dirty parts of the rink, and trying to get to the puck and keep the play alive for the Rangers, and uh, unfortunately, he got injured for his troubles, but it was good to see him at least try to, you know, do some blue-collar work there and, and do what he could to basically just keep the play alive in the offensive zone, and uh, like I said, unfortunately, he got injured in so doing. The other thing I've noticed, too, and again, we don't know what goes on behind closed doors, but we see the Rangers a good amount. We see them during the games. We see them during practices. We see them, you know, be interviewed and things like that. Uh, it seems like he's been a little bit friendlier with his teammates this year. Um, you know, we, we talked about Panarin. Obviously, Panarin's taken him under his wing a little bit. Um, but just watching him interact with teammates, there have been a couple different examples of that where uh, it seems like, you know, he's at least got some friends in that locker room and uh, some of the guys have embraced him. Uh, there was one game where the Rangers won. It was after the game and he was kind of joking around with Keandre Miller a little bit. So, um, baby steps, but you know I, I do think overall he's worked harder this year and uh, has been overall a better teammate. And hopefully, um, you know that bodes well for his trade value, where other GMs around this league aren't going to see him as like a selfish me first kind of player. Which up until this season, I think you can make the case that that kind of is what he was. Because uh, again, of the walkouts, the walkouts just never sat right with me. Uh, even if you can certainly understand some of Krasov's uh, frustrations and. Uh, Quote from Gallant here, because he was asked about, you know, Krasov obviously requesting the trade. This is what he had to say about it. It's not easy. He's a top nine player, and right now he's not in our top nine. He's going to be a fourth line player, or he's not going to be a fourth line player. He doesn't play in that role for our team. We like him. I like him. He's a good kid. He's got to continue to work hard when the chance is available. Take advantage of it. You don't give anything to anybody. You got to make them earn it. And I agree uh, in theory with Gallant's, uh, you know, concept here that everybody has to earn everything. I, I just felt like, as I mentioned, that, you know, from the Kraken game to the Canes game, he earned at least another game being in the lineup, especially when Jake LeCision is the guy replacing him. But that's just me. Um, again, this is a very polarizing topic as it pertains to Ranger fans. So I'm doing my best to be balanced here and kind of come to a reasonable conclusion and try to see both sides of it. Um, you know, again, I, I think to me, it's, it's probably time for, for both sides to move on here and for Krasov to be traded, but we're going to kind of wrap everything up, conclude everything. I'm going to have some closing thoughts, uh, in just a second here. So definitely stick around for that. But first we got to let everybody know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Athletic Greens. I started taking AG1 because I want a supplement that actually tastes great. And I wanted to see what all the hype was about. Now I've been on it for about nine months and I love it. It doesn't taste like it's super healthy. It has kind of a mild tropical taste that I actually look forward to each morning. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It is lifestyle-friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it is cheaper than your cold brew habit. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. 
To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, so we'll go ahead and keep everything rolling right along here. I, I want to look at this as practically as I possibly can to kind of conclude today's episode and, you know, possibly talk about Vitaly Krasov for, for the last time here on Locked on New York Rangers, at least in this amount of, uh, you know, depth, because, again, I feel like a trade could be uh, happening sooner rather than later. And honestly, I kind of want to wrap up this episode and get it published before jury strikes with a trade here and, and Krasov is actually on the move. But, yeah, I mean, again, you, you look at this entire situation – we pretty much knew, once again, that Kravtsov, uh did not factor into the Ranger long-term plans because they have so many young players that they need to re-sign, and, you know, I've talked about that as well. Uh, it doesn't really look like he factors into their short-term plans either. When we're living in a world where Kravtsov can be a scratch in favor of, you know, Sammy Blay, who basically just got dumped by the Rangers. I mean, that was a salary dump and a way to open up a roster spot. Uh, the Blues... You know, maybe they had some interest in Sammy Blay because he'd play there before and he had won a Stanley Cup there before. But uh, the Blues were after draft picks and uh, I would assume also Hunter Skinner. So Sammy Blay, who couldn't really get anything going with the Rangers, he was in the lineup over Krasov at times. Uh, Ryan Carpenter, and I realize he's a center, Krasov's a winger, but, you know, Ryan Carpenter was in the lineup over Krasov at times. Uh, Dryden Hunt, who the Rangers ended up waving, hardworking player, but uh, practically zero upside to speak of. Johnny Brodzinski, you know, somebody who spent the majority of his career in the AHL. Again, hardworking player, brings some speed to the table, but these are all guys that are getting playing time, getting more playing time, at, at least at certain points of this season, than Vitaly Krasov. And of course, the latest example, Jake LeCision, who I have seen next to nothing from. And I honestly, as a quick aside here, if the Rangers don't make any more moves, if they don't end up bringing uh, a fourth line player, which I think they will, but just in case they don't, I think at a certain point, you bring Johnny Brodzinski back up and Jake LeCision is sent down or, or placed on waivers or whatever that might entail. I, I think Brodzinski brings a little bit more to the table than Jake LeCision does. But that's a different topic for a different day. We want to keep everything on Vitaly Krasov here. I just wanted to kind of throw that out there uh, for the time being. Um, but something else, another aspect of this whole thing, Vitaly Krasov, and, and again, I think this is a little bit of a misstep for Krasov, even for selfish reasons, the fact that he made his trade request public. Because what this does now is it causes the Rangers, it causes Drury and, you know, the Ranger front office to lose at least some leverage when it comes to Kravtsov. I think most general managers around the league can probably figure out the fact that, you know, it's what we've been talking about here, that Kravtsov is not going to be a Ranger for life, that Chris Drury was never really a fan of that selection, and that Glant doesn't want to play him on most nights, it seems like, or at least on, on a good amount of the nights. So... Yeah, I mean, for starters, you're already working from a situation where you don't have a ton of leverage if you're Chris Drury uh, and the Ranger front office. But now that Kravtsov has made it public that he wants out, now you have even less leverage. And look, Drury's under no obligation to trade him. I mean, the, the request is, is nice and everything, but uh, Drury, I, I don't think he's just going to give Kravtsov away for like a fifth-round pick. This is somebody that was taken number nine overall by the New York Rangers. So if Drury doesn't get what he wants between now and the trade deadline— it's certainly at least feasible that, you know, he could hang on to him, you know, into the summer, into the offseason. I think at that point, it pretty much becomes inevitable that Krasov would have to be traded because he would need a new contract. He is a pending uh, restricted free agent. So, yeah, I mean, 
it's a situation where Kravtsov has actually hurt himself by making his trade request public. It'd be better to just do this behind closed doors because, again, uh, now teams are going to think they can get Krasov for pennies on the dollar, whereas Jury doesn't want to do that. If Krasov had kept this quiet, then it'd probably be a little bit easier for Jury to you know, get something of value uh, back in return for Krasov. So we'll see what happens here. There's a bunch of twists and turns yet to come in this saga, or that's what it feels like uh, at the very least. Uh, as far as what the Rangers can get for him, I, I touched on this briefly in a recent episode as well because we were talking about you know, the whole storyline of Krasov being a healthy scratch uh, in the most recent game against the Hurricanes. As I mentioned, if the Rangers can get a second-round draft pick straight up for Vitaly Krasov, I'm going to do it. I think at a certain point here, you got to realize that this just is not going to work out, that the Rangers and Krasov are heading for a divorce, and that you know, it, it's time to move on. And if you can get something as valuable as a second-round draft pick and just wash your hands of the entire situation, then I think you probably got to do it. Um, and something about that second-round pick that the Rangers bring in, it would give the Rangers a little bit more ammo if there's another trade that they're looking to make. Um, you know, if they still want to go big game hunting and still try to bring in a Patrick Kane, that would entail a whole lot of things to happen. But, you know, you now have another second round draft pick at your disposal, or you could just keep the second round draft pick and use it in next year's draft. Uh, if the Rangers were to get a second rounder for Krasov, then they would have one first rounder and two second rounders going in to next season, which is obviously, you know, that, that that's a good amount for the first two rounds there. And you can do some damage and, and get some valuable players for yourself. And, you know, I mentioned this the other day as well. There might be some that think that a, a second rounder is too high for Vitaly Krasov, that nobody's going to give that much because Krasov hasn't shown enough, and of course, all the off-the-ice issues. The counterpoint that I'll make to that, all it takes is one team. There's 31 other teams in this league. Krasov doesn't have a no-move clause of any kind. The Rangers can trade him anywhere they want. So all it takes is one team to offer that second-round draft pick. Will somebody do it? I'm not sure. Uh, of course, you also have to factor in the idea that Jury probably would not want to trade Krasov within the Metro division and preferably would not want to trade him to an Eastern Conference team of any kind. So if Jury is committed to not trading Krasov within the, the division, then that obviously, you know, limits him a little bit. But, you know, second round draft pick, I, I think it's at least possible. And Jury's been knocking it out of the park with some of these trades that he's made the past couple of years. So I certainly would not rule that out, uh, the possibility of Krasov fetching the Rangers a second round draft pick. Bottom line, to kind of just wrap this whole thing up, it's time for this to happen. And I do think it'll happen before the deadline. You know, we did that episode top five most likely Rangers to be traded away from the team between now and the deadline. And I had Vitaly Krasov at number one. And that was before you know, he was healthy scratched again, and it was before he did his trade request. I, I just feel like it might be imminent. And again, I don't see Drury giving him away, but, you know, you look at everything that's happened. Krasov has walked out on the team twice, and now he's requested a trade. Uh, Gallant does not seem to be a big fan of Krasov's game. We know Chris Drury is not a fan of Vitaly Krasov. Uh, we've got this close-knit Ranger locker room where everybody seems to be pretty tight and pretty close, and, you know, for the most part, everybody pulling in the same direction. Uh, Krasov clearly wants out, so okay, fine. You know, I'm just looking at this very practically, very reasonably. Let's just make this happen, you know, and, and everybody can move on with their lives. We as Ranger fans can all move on. Jury can finally, you know, trade this player that clearly he does not want, and Krasov can have a fresh start in a new place and uh, hopefully do well for himself. I, I could see, like, a team that's kind of down and out and 
looking to maybe buy low on somebody that was picked uh, in the in the top ten, making a move like this. I don't see a contending team in the West being interested. But you know, if you're a team that's down and out, like the Blackhawks, uh, the Coyotes, somebody like that, then I can see where Vitaly Krasov would you know be be somewhat uh, attractive, especially if you think you can get him for less than you should be able to get him for. Uh, but we'll see. Bottom line. Very, very practically looking at this, I'm just ready for this to happen. I'm ready for uh, the split to happen. I'm ready for everybody to move on with their lives and for this trade to go down and for all of us Ranger fans to focus on the Rangers that actually want to be here because Krasov wants out. And again, I can understand it to a certain extent, but you know, everybody else in that Ranger locker room, like I said, they're all pulling in the same direction and uh, have designs on hopefully winning a Stanley Cup this season. So I think the sooner this happens, the better. And only the Rangers, you know, only the Rangers can win five consecutive games Get everybody all excited with the Tarasenko trade. You know, playing great hockey. They've scored 12 goals in their last two games against uh, two quality opponents, two then first place teams, and still have some drama, you know, at least some drama lingering around the team. And of course, that comes in the form of Kraftsoff requesting the trade and, uh, you know, kind of the, the suspense now as far as, you know, whether it's going to happen or not. Uh, so anyway, Rangers going to be back in action on Wednesday against the Canucks at 10 p.m., uh, then Friday at the Oilers at 9, and then Saturday at the Flames at 10. So we're going to be stay, staying up late for those games. Uh, your guess is as good as mine if Krasov is still going to be a member of this Ranger team, if he'll actually play in one or two of these games. Uh, we shall see. But uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of twists and turns so far in the Krasov saga, and uh, the, the grand finale still awaits us, whether Krasov gets traded before the deadline or whether he's still on this team. Uh, we'll see how that all shakes out. But that will do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. And definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. And definitely subscribe to the Locked On New York Rangers YouTube channel. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time.